Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Do you ever feel like satisfaction and success are so far away from you that you couldn't even reach out and grab them if you tried, even if you reached really, really far? <laughs> I know that feeling, my friend. If you ever feel like you're behind or like it's working out for everyone else but you, welcome to the party. I have been in your shoes and so has Jamie Ivey, today's guest. Jamie is an author of a new book, You Do You, and we're talking a lot about what it looks like to really experience satisfaction and success in our own life and why we often don't and what we can do about it. And I just really think this is an important topic of conversation. I think it's something really uh, just key to dig into because I really want you to experience that success and fulfillment and satisfaction that are really available to you, even if right now it feels like they're so, so far away. Now, on that note, I also want to just quickly tell you about something that I think you'll find interesting, especially if this topic resonates with you or if you're finding that, especially in your career, you're feeling a lack of satisfaction or success and you're wanting to find a career that suits your lifestyle or that really is more fulfilling for you. So I want to encourage you to check out Liberty University's online program. They also have a residential program, but if you are working a full-time job right now or not able to, you know, you're not in college age years anymore, welcome to the the party again. Um, But, you know, this is really cool. The online program that they have, the online programs I should say that they have are so robust. One of the top ranked online programs when it comes to online colleges and universities. And there's so many options to choose from so that you can easily turn your interests and calling into a successful future. Liberty offers multiple scholarship opportunities too, as well as discounts. And they've frozen their tuition costs through 2021, which means that you wouldn't have to worry about tuition spikes if you check this out and enrolled. So If you are wanting to change career paths or gain some education to be able to change career paths or step into a more uh, fulfilling career that fits your calling a little bit more, but looking looking for ways to do that in the best way possible for your life and your lifestyle and all the current obligations on your plate, I would highly recommend you check this out. Discover how Liberty University can help you make your career a reality by visiting liberty.edu. Again, that's liberty.edu. All right. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with Jamie Ivey all about how satisfaction and success are so much closer than we think. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Jamie, welcome to She. I'm so pumped to get to chat with you. 
I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course. I got to be on your podcast about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And so now to have you on, which I've been wanting to do ever since then is such a joy. I'm so thrilled. Um, But before we dive in, why don't you just share for any listeners who may not be familiar with you, which y'all, if you're not familiar with Jamie, you're living under a rock, go check her out. Um, But for anyone who may not be familiar with you, can you just share a little bit of your background and kind of what got you to where you are and what you do now? Yes. Um, I live in Austin, Texas, which to me is one of my, I think it's my, one of my favorite cities. And so it's fun that I get to live here, which is great. Um, my husband and I have four kids and so I have a podcast and write books and the crazy thing. Okay. I do want to tell you this story, Jordan, because the crazy way that I ended up podcasting is kind of funny. Um, so I've been podcasting since 2014. Oh, you were Um, one of the like early adopters. I'm an early adopter yes, and so it's been so fun. But one of the things that has been, one of the things that kind of got me here was in 2011, I was a stay at home mom. We've had four kids at the time and I was a teacher and a coach previous to becoming a mom. So mm. our whole plan was Jamie, teacher, coach. I'm very privileged and thankful that I got to stay home. I know it's not everyone's um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to go back and be a teacher and a coach. And in 2011, I was driving through my town and the local country radio station that I love had an announcement that they were taking, like, I don't know what the words audition or hmm. any, anyone could send in a demo tape and try out to be the host of the morning show. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think to myself, well, this sounds fun. I've <laughs> never even at this point in my life spoken into a microphone. And so I sent in a tape, Jordan, and long story short, I ended up winning. And so I went from wow. never been in radio to now I'm a part of a <laughs> already established great morning show. And I was on air. And so it, I found something that I really, 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 really mm. loved that I'd never known about before. And that is what led to me podcasting, which wow. isn't the crazy. That and that's what's amazing. opened every door. <laughs> so I always say like that little nudge to send in an audition tape when I had in my mind, zero chance mm-hmm. of winning. I mean, it was like, well, this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it changed my whole life. It mm. changed my entire career, which is crazy. I so love that's that. that's where I got where I am today. I love that. You guys take notes because honestly, that's a huge thing we talk about in my community is just the willingness to kind of take a small step forward that almost seems like this isn't going to go anywhere, but I'm going to put myself out there a little bit anyways. You know, that's how I felt yeah. when I first started my Etsy store back in the day, which is what got me into the online social media turned author space. I remember space. that story. I yeah. love it. And I'm like, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I was just making some canvases for fun, you know, and who knows what something can turn into. And so just a little encouragement to anyone listening. But all that said, can I say one more thing? Yes, go for it. Absolutely. Here's here's the deal. The whole time, I promise you, I'm not just saying this to sound better. Like until the very end, I thought this is fun. I don't think I'm going to win. But it was something new and exciting yes. for me. And so when you're talking about having your community, like encouraging them to take those small steps, I love that so much because not all small steps end up into something huge, yeah. but they all are part of our stories. Yeah. And so although mine did end up in changing my life, had it not, I would have still looked back and been like, you know what? That was one of the coolest things I ever did. Yeah. And so I, I just... I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So you wrote a book um, and I would love if you can tell us a little bit of, more about the most recent book, why you wrote it. Let's just start there and then we'll dig into a bunch of stuff that's going to be really, really good. Yes. Okay. So UBU, um, Why Satisfaction and Success Are Closer Than You Think is my newest book. comes out in October 
And here's why I wrote it, Jordan, honestly, because I had walked through some of the things that I was also seeing a bunch of women walking through. And that was this idea of if I could just be more like her, mm-hmm. then I would feel satisfied and I would be successful. Yes. And that you can fill in the blank with whatever. It could be if I could look more like her, if mm-hmm. I could have a husband, if I could be married, if I could have children, if I could have a career online, if mm-hmm. I could have a career at all, yeah. if I could just whatever that might be. I know that I have walked through seasons where that's been more difficult than others. And mm-hmm. there have been seasons where I found a lot of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And I really, really was just thinking to myself, I don't think we're actually going to be satisfied if we just want to be someone else. Yeah. And I know that's true for me. Ooh, like, say that I again. My- I don't think we're going to be satisfied. Say that again. I don't think we're going to be satisfied if we're constantly trying to live our lives like someone else. Yes. And Put that so on a t-shirt, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. If I constantly want to be more like Jordan, like, and, and here's where the line is that I love having this conversation with people like you, because mm-hmm. I can learn a lot from you and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like I love looking at people who are like amazing interviewers or they're great teachers or great parents, whatever it might be and go teach me your ways. Like how have mm-hmm. you raised children that, you know, still love God or how mm-hmm. have you created this email list that is reaching so many people? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but where it becomes difficult is when we're like, okay, I'm going to look at my life and Mm. I think my life sucks. If I just had Jordan's life, I think I'd be satisfied. Mm. And the truth is you wouldn't because you were never created to be Jordan or Jamie or anybody. Like you were created to be you. Um, And I know that when I have found freedom in that is when I have gone, okay, God, this is my lane. I'm going to run in my lane. And I'm not going to try to like, I mean, I used to be, uh, I used to run track and Mm -hmm. like you get penalized if you go in someone else's lane. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you have to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something that we can learn from that is that like the penalties, like that's a weird kind of analogy some ways, but it's just, it's not fulfilling mm-hmm. to always be watching the runner next to you mm-hmm. when you actually have the finish line that's ahead of you that you've got to, you've got to yearn to go towards that finish line. Yes. Okay. Speaking of finish lines and track, can I just interject a funny story mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. related to what you're saying? But when I was in high school, I ran track for one year and then I never did it again because I okay. <laughs> signed up for track and I was like, I will run track because I was good at like short sprints. But I was like, but if they make me do the 400, there's no way I'm ever doing this again. And they made me do the 400. Okay. So I was in, I think it was my first race and I was neck and neck with like one of the, um, with the competition. And she was from like the top school in the region, right? So if I could beat this school, like I would be like the success of the day. So I remember I was neck and neck with her in the final hundred yards. And I was so determined, not even just to finish, but just to beat her, right? I was more focused on beating her than finishing. (laughs) And so I'm running and I, again, should like not in any way experienced with running, running track. This is only like my second race. And I'm like probably, I don't know, eight feet from the finish line. And I lean, you know how runners do that. They like lean. Uh If you watch the Olympics, you think it looks really fancy and stuff well I try leaning but I lean too early and I just face planted on the track no <laughs> and it wasn't even like I face planted but like got over the finish line it was like I face planted my arms slid out in front of me and my fingers were at the edge of the finish line like I never actually crossed it and everyone oh blew past gosh. me and I ended up laying there and I scraped up my elbows and stuff and the guy who you know shoots the gun that says to go or whatever he was like the referee or whatever he's called he was like <laughs> I don't even know but he was like um, ma'am, do you want to finish? And I look up and all the other runners are over the finish line and like looking at me. And I was like, oh, I guess so. You know, and I finish, I like get up and walk across the line. And of course they publish the times from that race on the like school bulletin board. So it's like oh, everyone else no. ran a one minute and I ran like a minute, 40 seconds or something. 
<laughs> Anyways, oh, point being. But that is exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I was so focused on what the girl next to me was doing and beating her that I was like not even focused on just excellently finishing my race, even if that meant, you know, in terms of places I would have come in second. Like I was just so yeah. obsessed with it. And again, there's nothing wrong with being competitive, but I think that can translate to life. And sometimes we're so focused on beating someone that we don't really focus on just getting to the finish line and running our, our race well. We actually face plant trying to beat everybody 100%, else. 100%. Yeah. You know, yeah, so 100%. Yep. That's my embarrassing story of the day. I'm done. Let's move on to the next question here. Um, <laughs> Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. 
Okay, let's talk about this. What was the heart behind wanting other women to really dive into their identities and understand that both satisfaction and success can coexist? Like, I love that you put these two words together because I think sometimes we think we get satisfaction out of this, I don't know, this type of success that society tells us is success. And they're almost too, they're, they're, they go together, but they can also be different. So let's just like dive into what was the heart behind that and how can we understand that both can coexist? Yeah, I think success can be a difficult women, a uh, difficult word for women. Mm-hmm. Um, they can struggle with, well, am I allowed to be successful? Yeah. Ooh, or especially as Christian I'm... women. <laughs> yes, especially Christian women. It's yes. like, oh, success, that's only for men. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't believe that to be true. But mm-hmm. like what I do note is that success is a moving target. And mm-hmm. so if we're chasing success, um, then we will find that either it, we get there and we think, well, I feel the same I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now they actually told me there's a new target. And so yeah. it's a constantly moving target mm-hmm. or we'll find, okay, what is success for Jordan is different success than Jamie. And mm-hmm. so who gets to pick which one's the best or who yeah. gets to pick which one's the most favored or the one that's going to be most highly looked upon. And so mm-hmm. I, I started to feel like success is good and I want to be successful at everything I do. I want a successful podcast book. Instagram, all the things. Mm-hmm. I want them to be successful. I never walk over to my office and I'm like, well, I hope I make a really crappy show today. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to do my best. Yeah. But what I found is that when I'm trying to measure my success by either what society tells me, the world tells me, or what someone else is saying is their success, I'm never going to be satisfied because I can't actually meet it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I found if I can strive to be faithful, mm-hmm. then I'm going to feel satisfied. And I'm going to find success. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm going to be faithful every day to do my very best at the show I'm creating. Mm -hmm. My very best. Like I'm going to be faithful to do what God's asking to do. I'm going to be faithful to my family, to my Instagram followers, to whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I lay my head down at night. And I don't mean to sound cheesy about this, but I really do feel satisfied. Because there was no moving target that someone told me I had to meet. Mm -hmm. Now, I always say this and be like, in your industry, whatever your industry is, there are probably measurements as to how you're doing. Like mm-hmm. for both you and I who host podcasts, yeah. if you have advertisers, you have to meet some measurements right. because that's just how it works. So if you're a teacher, your kids have to meet some t- sort of standard. If you're mm-hmm. a banker, you whatever, I don't know what your standard is. Maybe don't lose money. That might be a good standard. <laughs> but whatever it is, there are standards. So I'm not saying you throw those out the window. But I am saying that as women, I want us to quit looking around Mm -hmm. at whatever someone else says is their success and thinking that that has to be our success as well. Yeah. Because it's not satisfying. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so true. I mean, like you said, there's measurables, but defining how can I, I mean, I actually, the word stewardship comes to mind. Like how can we be both Uh successful and satisfied in our lives? And that's something that in this season of my life has really convicted me, um, going, you know, we're in the process of trying to build our family and we've shared our story online, but that process of like, I feel like I started down the journey and I honestly, I I'm in the process of writing a book that shares a little bit of this, but with what you're saying, it's almost like I had this idea that I was like, okay, I've got the the husband and I built the business and I have the home mm-hmm. to like, now it's time to just have this family. And now that I'm ready, it's yeah. just going to automatically work how I think. And when that hasn't been quite how the story has gone, 
what's been really interesting to me is I've noticed this like paradigm shift in me to suddenly am I still do I still care about hitting benchmarks and like doing excellent work yes and what's interesting Uh. is I actually care about doing excellent work so much more than I did even a year ago I feel like a year ago I cared a lot about doing a lot of work I cared about Uh, doing uh, like the accomplishment of like I checked that off I just published the book I did the thing I did this thing and now I'm like I need to tend to my garden and I need Mm. to make sure we have excellent customer service policies. And we need to like things like that have suddenly become like this tending and this stewardship where I'm actually not exploding my growth in the ways that I probably thought I would be by now, but I'm really maintaining and stewarding. And it's been actually so much more satisfying and simultaneously I feel more successful, even if I'm not Mm. hitting new levels, if that makes sense. And, um, I don't know. So just kind of speaking into what you're sharing, I've noticed that through even personal experiences. Yeah. But I think the problem could be like, so Jordan, you're looking and you're saying, here's what I need to do right now. Mm. And I need to make sure that these systems are in place. I need to make sure that we're taking care of our customers. This is where your company needs you right now. And this is where Mm -hmm. you're going to be satisfied when you get these things done. The problem comes, I'm not saying you're not doing this. I'm saying to use mm-hmm. your same scenario. If you were to look around and be like, oh my gosh, look at that new class she put out mm-hmm. or look at the new oh, thing she's offering. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's where you start to feel like, oh, well, I guess I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But like what you're doing is you're self-aware right now to go, you know what? Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do right now is this, yeah. even if other people are doing something different. And I'm telling you, it is the best place to be mm-hmm. where you feel like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. It's so funny. I had a friend over who she's more in a building season, like in a, like a grow, grow, grow kind of season. And I'm mm-hmm. more in like, a, okay, I've grown and now I'm systemizing and I'm hiring people and I'm kind of getting out of the weeds. Yeah. And I like worked probably two hours that day. And she, she was, I was uh-huh. she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm done for the day. Like I've, I'm in the process of like letting go, you know? So anyways, yeah. it's, it's interesting, but it's really helpful. And not that that's every single day, but I'm just learning how to let go of the rope. So anyways, but it is so easy when you're, it's a transition, you know, whatever, whether you have a business or a branch or anything like that, even if you don't, and you're learning to either ask for help and be a better steward of the couple of things that you can really handle well, it's sometimes hard to then see your neighbor seemingly doing it all, you know, or see your friend who's just scaling like crazy. And you're like, I should be scaling. I should be making more money. I should be doing X, Y, or Z when it's like that lie that's in your head of like, that's what success is. But it's like, but do you have the lifestyle you want? I was just sitting in the pool with my brother. Who's like, he has his MBA and finance and accounting and he was like well what do you want in five years you know and he was making me like think through and I'm like I honestly feel like I'm not in a place where I feel like I need to scale and grow and and you know I said I'm actually really trying to be satisfied where I'm at because I've spent so many years doing that and Mm. anyway so just to kind of uh, I guess echo what you're saying um, from yeah. a personal experience standpoint. I think that's so powerful and so needed for us to hear so thank you for that um this is something else that I actually feel like we're on the same page about. So I want to dig into it. You talk about encouraging posts on Instagram and Pinterest that say things like, girl, you got this or control your, you control your destiny. Like all these, you know, fluffy things that are all Mm -hmm. over. And you talk about how they, you know, are shallow and unsustainable, which I would uh, agree with. But instead of really focusing on that, you speak about lasting peace and hope. So I'd love if you can share a little bit, where does this come from and why is it so important for us to understand, especially as we're focusing on building a life that is, you know, um, satisfying and successful. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I wrote those things and I was quick to say, like, I've 
probably 100% said these things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think these things are wrong in and of themselves. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, if you say that, then that's wrong. Right. Because I don't think that's necessarily true, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so they have some very much some truth to them. Here's the problem I see. And I, I see this problem when a woman takes one of these sayings like, you control your destiny or you're enough or girl, mm-hmm. you got this. Mm-hmm. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. And then that's their only thing that they stand on as for their hope in whatever they might be doing, whether that's their their personal life, their career, their emotional, spiritual life, whatever that might be. I think those things are going to not be able to withhold what the world sends us. And so for yeah. me, I'm like, okay, it's not necessarily these are bad. It's just they're incomplete. Yes. I think they're incomplete. And I think they sent a message to women that's saying you can do all these things and in reality, if you've lived enough life, you go, I, I can't do those because mm-hmm. life is hard mm-hmm. and there are curveballs and there are struggles <laughs> and there are cancer diagnoses and yes. there are career changes and there are, there's infertility and there's mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Yep. Life is really, really hard. Yeah. And so to me, I think the disservice is when we present these things to women and we don't tell the whole story. Yes. The whole story for me as a follower of Jesus is that the only way I'm enough is because of him. Yep. The only way that I can find hope or peace that's lasting is because of Jesus and not because of anything else I can do. Mm-hmm. And so if you have these hang on up in your office, you're not a bad person by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want us to be able to, if we're influencing people, which side note, everyone's influencing someone. Yep. If we're, when we're influencing people, I think we should give them the whole story. And the whole story is that none of these things can sustain you under the weight of the world. Yes. Okay. This is where I really want to park for a minute, just because this has been so heavy on my heart, even with what I was just sharing a few minutes ago, um, for women, especially because I feel like Jamie, I don't know if you, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in other conversations, but I literally feel like I straddled the tension between two worlds. Okay. So I feel like sometimes I have like my, I have one foot in the entrepreneurship business world. And then Mm -hmm. I have one foot Mm -hmm. in kind of the like church world, if that makes sense, Yeah. which I love. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love not being in a box, but I sometimes find that, um, there's almost incomplete messaging on both sides. And Mm. especially in my own like life, one thing that with the whole, you got this, like, you know, you can have it all kind of messaging. I literally was believing that kind of subconsciously. And then life showed me like, actually, you can't have it all exactly when you want it. You know, I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. This really hurts. So it's easy to buy into that. But then I also think um, what we were saying earlier, sometimes in the church space, I feel like there's this message of like, but you also shouldn't dream bigger, right? Like, like Uh, stay here and stay like comfortable or like, don't like there's, so it's just interesting. I feel like sometimes there's this tension that exists where in the one space we talk about like Jesus is our hope and all of these things. And that is 100% true. But I think sometimes what can happen is we tend to, um, almost like, like in the, in the messaging of like God will provide and all of these things, which are all absolute truths. I think it can create a passivity in women sometimes where we're like, okay, I'm just going to wait for it to fall out of the sky. You know, and it's like, uh, you can co-create with God and like, you can take action. And sometimes he leads from behind and he's like, Hey, if you go this way or this way, I'm with you. Just like, what do you want? Go and honor me. Right. Um, and I don't think we talk about that enough in that space, but then on the flip side, like you said, a lot of these very flighty, lighthearted kind of Mm -hmm. empty messages are unsustainable. And so it's like, how do we kind of bridge the gap between these? And like you said, it requires telling the whole story. Like, 
yes, you can go for it and you don't need to be ashamed of that, but also don't forget God in the process because he's going to be your, 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 he's going to sustain you. And I think we just need that whole message rather than bits and pieces of it in one, one side or the other, you know? Amen. 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 (laughs) Yes. I think, okay, here are my thoughts on this. Number one, I think that the way that we can show this to women who are followers of Jesus is they see women like using their gifts. Mm -hmm. And so that was the tension with writing this book for me was there was one part of me that wanted to kind of dismantle the, you can do whatever you want, those kind of shallow ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there was another part of me that was like, I see a lot of women who are following Jesus and they kind of think they only have one path. And that is to, and again, if this is you, I'm not knocking you because I stayed at home with my kids and mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. But they start to believe there's this one path mm-hmm. if you're a Christian is that you have kids and then you stay home with them. Mm-hmm. And again, I did that. So I'm not knocking that. Mm-hmm. But what I but what I what I don't like is when women believe the lie that they don't have anything else to offer the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what you're saying as well. Yeah. Like I think about my friend. I have a friend, Annie. She's an incredible writer. She writes Bible studies. She writes articles for magazines. Mm -hmm. She's such a good writer. And before she had kids, she has two kids now. The oldest is five. Before she had her kids, I mean, that girl was doing all kinds of things. Mm. Life for her looks different now, but you know what? She still finds time to use that gift. Yeah. Like it's not as much as it was before, but it's still there. And what I see is a lot of women give up on that. Mm -hmm. That's what I hate to see as well is Mm -hmm. I hate for women to feel like, well, now I'm sidelined because mm-hmm. if I can't do as much as she's doing, I can't do anything. Yes. And that's a lie that keeps women trapped mm-hmm. if you're feeling like they don't have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. Offer their family, offer their community, offer the kingdom. They yes. start to believe if I can't be feeling like if whoever you think is like killing it in the world, mm-hmm. if I can't be her, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that is right where Satan wants to have people yep. trapped to where they don't use the gifts that God's given them. And so you're right. There's a sense that we straddle. And I wanted to do that in the book where there's a whole chapter on your gifts were given to you to do something with them. Yeah. And God is not happy when we do not use our gifts. Mm. He's very clear about that. And so it's both. And yeah, and, and I want women to feel the tension and live in it and then do something with it. Yeah. I love that you said the word tension because I think the world tends to tell us it's this perfect balance. Like you can have it mm. all. You can be a full-time mom and a seven-figure business owner and this. Yep. And there are certainly women and seasons who can do that and it works in certain exactly. seasons. Yep. But I love that you said, my friend, the way she's doing it looks a little bit different right now when she mm-hmm. has littles. And that's yep. okay. And I think yep. that's the message that we're not getting a lot of where I 100% a woman can be a homemaker and a business owner or a ho- homemaker and a creator or whatever. Right. Um, uh-huh. But I think sometimes when people hear me say that, they think that means I'm giving 100% to my home and 100% to my business and I'm somehow superwoman. And what I'm actually yep. <laughs> saying is like, no, actually make sure you're prioritizing what's lasting, which is going to be the people who live under your roof ultimately, yep. right? So like, mm-hmm. let's start there. Yep. Um, but there are going to be pockets of time where maybe when you don't have as much on your plate from a home perspective, you can give, you know, more time and energy to growing yep. a business or pouring into a podcast or whatever that looks like. On the flip side, there's going to be times where you're going to have to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do that one day a week, but I'm still going to keep my pulse on it just a little bit. I'm going to just, yep. you know, do do it now and then to make sure that I'm refining that skill and involved with it, or I'm going to build systems and hire people so that by the time my kids come along, I can take a step back and it still be running, like whatever that looks like. So mm-hmm. I think, cause I'll sometimes share that concept and women will come back like, well, I have three kids at home and I don't know how I could possibly do anything else. And I'm going, Hey, that doesn't mean you have to build your business right now and overnight. It means exactly you can dabble in the thing that you really enjoy. You don't have to completely give it up. It may just not be something that you're doing full time. Right. 
Yes. And I, and I always like to say too, like that whole, like I can be super mom and do everything Mm -hmm. is just such a myth. And like, here's a great example for you right now is that right now I am in my office recording this podcast with you. All four of my children are in my house doing online learning because that's where we still are right now Mm -hmm. in this season with our school district. And so I am actually not with them right now. I am fully focused on what I'm doing. When I travel out of town, I can't 100% be a mom. Of course, I'm always a mom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm like focused on what I'm doing. When I come home and I leave my computer in my office, guess what? I'm 100% focused on my kids. And so it's just like kind of shift in what we do and this idea that it doesn't have to look the same for everyone in every season. That's where the push gets of like, I want you to be you and what you're doing in your season it might look different than what she's doing in her season mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yep. It's okay. Yep. It's totally okay. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about giftings a little bit. Um, you had touched on that and I would love to just kind of dig into a little bit because let's be honest, Jamie, I think that sometimes the word giftings is kind of like a Christianese word where we're like, mm-hmm. oh, my spiritual giftings. Like, and sometimes I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but also your hard skills, right? So like these things yep. that are talents of yours, they may not necessarily be speaking in tongues or something, but it, it's like, come on, let's like dig this in from a more, let's dig into this in a more practical perspective so we understand yep. what this means. And so I think a lot of times what can happen is we feel either guilty or intimidated by the gifts we have or the skills we have. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay to pursue them freely and free of those feelings oh my gosh you when I when you just said that it reminded me um I remember Jordan I used to feel really nervous to tell people that I liked speaking on a stage Mm -hmm. um I enjoy it so much I enjoy um the way that it feels like women are gathered and we're listening. I enjoy the laugh. I I, I love everything about it. Hmm. And I used to think if I say that out loud, people are going to think I'm so self-centered. Hmm. Like, oh, so you like to be in front of everybody. You like to have all the attention. Yeah. You like to have the microphone. <laughs> and I started to realize, like, I think I like it because I can I, look, I even struggled saying it right now because I can be good at it. Yeah. You know? Yes. And exactly. so it took me a while to even come to terms with like, God put that in me. It's yeah. not like I, he's given me this gift of ease on a stage. Not everybody has that. Yep. People are listening right now. And they're like, that's my worst nightmare. Yeah. My friend that I told you about that is such a good writer. She literally was like, I'll throw up if you make me stand on a stage and teach. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'll go. You know, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it was really a difficult road for me. And I think it goes back to this too, as a Christian woman, I feel mm-hmm. like, is it okay that I enjoy that and I'm good at it? Yes. And I've come to the conclusion that yes, it is because I have met many people who hate it and aren't good at it. Mm-hmm. And so then I look and go like, well, God, you must have given me a desire for it and yep. you must have given me gifts, talents to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if I didn't own this, if I didn't step into that, if I didn't let that part of me um, accept that this is a gift from God and that I do feel comfortable up there, then what would I, what would people – and this sounds weird to say, but I'm going to say it because I, 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 I'm now teaching. So I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> how would the people in the audience be missing out if I said, you know what? I think that I'm not going to do this because I'm worried about people thinking about me, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and those opportunities, or if I never started a podcast Mm -hmm. or you or whatever everyone's doing, if like you never stepped out into that small thing, think about the impact that would be lost if you didn't do that. And so I think when I, when I use the word gifts in this book, 
because it's a faith-based book and because I'm a Christian, some people can think like, oh, it must just be spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. But I mean any kind of gift, talent, influence, Mm -hmm. voice, power, whatever you have, and you have a lot, how are you going to use it? And Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with it? And I talked earlier, and and I tell a story in the the book about a parable with Jesus where um, the – the parable goes where a master's leaving and he leaves his um, servants and he gives them each talent, which in the story equals money, mm-hmm. but we could very easily use it for gifts, talents, influence, power, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. And one of them, um, two of them, when he came back, had multiplied their talent. One of them had buried it and done nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And the parable, the master is not happy about the one who buried it. And in the story that represents God. And so we really can look at that and be like, God's given us things. He's given us abilities. He's given us desires. He's given us talents, opportunity, voices, power, influence. And what are we going to do with it? That's the question too, is like, how are we going to use this knowing, knowing that God gave it to us because he wants us to use it. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think is so important to remember as well. Yeah. So good. So, so good. I mean, I just want to like echo everything in a nutshell, you guys, if you're listening, it is okay to be really dang good at something and to enjoy being good at it. Like it's, it's a gift to, I think actually think that's where we could use the word gifting too. It's like the talents that you have and the things that you're good at or enjoy and happen to also be good at. Um, that's a gift. Like that is what makes life fun. That's what makes life meaningful in so many ways. I mean, if we're not using those skills and those abilities and those raw talents that we've, you know, that we have and the things we've picked mm-hmm. up in our experience, we're going to wander around aimlessly. Like, what am I doing with my life? You know? And it's like mm-hmm. that when you actually channel that and say like, I am a communicator and I'm going to communicate a message really dang well and not be afraid of owning that that's why I created the own it academy it's like the goal is to own it rather than feeling like but I shouldn't you know and it's like of course you're gonna wander around feeling like blah what am I doing you know so Mm -hmm. I don't know that's the sound effect that comes to my mind when I think about feeling confused (laughs) Um, own it girl yeah exactly exactly so okay um talking about that let's go what if we're struggling in finding out our gifts. I want to go here because I think this is a huge thing that so many of us struggle with is along with that messaging of you got this girl, you're in control of your destiny. I think another one is go after your dreams. Don't apologize for it. And this was why I wrote in your every day. And I think you can probably speak to this a lot too, but sometimes when I would hear those messages, especially in the first several years of kind of building a brand and figuring out what direction do I want to go and how do I want to help women? And what does this look like? Sometimes I would raise my hand and be like, hi, um, my name's Jordan. Um, what do I do if I don't know what dream I want to pursue? Like what if I don't know what my gifting is or my, my top skills are like, I'm trying to figure that out. So I would love if you can share your thoughts and if someone's listening and they're like, I'm struggling to figure out what I'm even good at. Yeah, I love that. And I think what we're actually wondering when we're asking that question is what am I called to? Like, what's my calling in life? Yeah. What's what's, and that can feel kind of churchy, but that's like, what am I here for? Like, Mm -hmm. what is, what am I going to do with my life? And listen, everyone's asking the same question. So if you're asking, you're not alone. We've all had that moment of going, what am I to do with what you've given me, God, you know? And so I think it's a good thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever had Rebecca Lyons on the show, but Mm -hmm. she calls, she says that your calling is where your talents and your burdens collide. And so she's like, okay, if you look around and be like, okay, what talents do I have? Like what gifts? That's what we're talking about. What burden do I have? And maybe that's what I'm supposed to do with my life. I remember a couple of years ago, I was, um, really feeling like I was surrounded by Christian stuff. Mm -hmm. My husband's a pastor. I have a faith-based podcast. I write Christian books. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt like 
everything I like do. A bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yes, in a bubble. And I remember praying like, God, I need you to bring an opportunity to me to use my gifts and talents someplace else mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm in a bubble. I feel and... like that's like parallel lives to where I was at like two years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so I, I would I was praying that and I was seeking. And so here I am asking God what are, what can I do? Like, what is my calling? What have you put in me that I can use someplace else? Because I really like what I'm doing with the podcast and stuff. Um, and I had a friend call me like three weeks into that and go, Hey, Jamie, we are starting a ministry in our County jail. And we'd like you to pray about if you want to be a part of it. And maybe Mm -hmm. you could do like some teaching there. And I said, I've been praying about this. Yes. The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And it was this opportunity where it was just some. I was asking God, will you please show me how I can use anything you've given me? Yeah. And me specifically, I was asking, I need to get out of this bubble. Mm-hmm. And there was this opportunity. And so I stepped into it. I did that for three years mm-hmm. and I don't do that anymore mm-hmm. because I, it was like, it was time to move on. Yeah. But it's just that idea of having our eyes wide open and looking yes. around and going, okay, where can I fit in here? And mm-hmm. sometimes like if we're talking entrepreneur businessship, sometimes there's this opportunity. Like, okay, <laughs> I love that new word. Businessship. That. That's what we're calling it. I love it. I make up words all the time, Jordan. My husband Same. makes fun of me all the time. I'll be in the middle of telling a story and he'll stop me and you go, that's not a word you just said. I'm like, well, it is today. <laughs> it it's is a now. New word. It is now. But if we're talking that, there's sometimes this opportunity where we kind of have to wiggle in and kind of mm-hmm. make our little space and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we're still looking around going, hey, where's a hole that I can fill? Mm-hmm. Where's a need that I can meet? Where's a niche that I can get in and serve in that way? And so to me, it feels like that opportunity years ago when I sent in that demo for that radio show was just me going, well, here's something, I'm gonna give it a try. And yeah. I think honestly, you do enough of those and you figure out where you're supposed to land. hundred percent. Honestly, Jamie, I felt like I was in such a similar place. I felt like I, well, to give a quick rundown, I felt like I started with a small business. Then I uh-huh. shared about my faith because I'm pretty unapologetic about what I believe and what's my foundation. That led to a lot more opportunities more in the Christian space and business or, um, you know, ministry space, which was great. Yeah. But I kind of woke up one day and I felt like, I feel like I'm living in a bubble now. Like all my friends believe the uh-huh. same thing. And I've always thrived in situations where I'm with people who don't think like me. Like I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. just, I, I, it comes, I come to life, you know, and it challenges my faith. Like I was talking to a friend who lives in New York city and she was like, you're either a believer there or you're not. There's no like, mm, yeah, I would check that box. Right. Right. Like you are or yep. you're not. And I love, she goes, I'm stronger in those situations when I'm not always in a bubble. And I was like, same, I'm the same way. And so I was in a very similar place where I felt like, I feel like I, I need to switch things up and maybe go back to my roots a little bit. And that's really why I made a big pivot back into the business space a little bit, because now I feel like I can kind of go between, right? I don't feel like I can only talk yeah. to Christian women. I can talk to business women and mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing. It's like, where is there a need that I can meet? And then I can take a lot of what I'm getting in the business world and learning there and bring it back to spaces where maybe that's not talked about as much or encouraged as much for women and say, Hey, I love it. Here's some things, you know? So in a similar way, I just really resonate with what you're saying of, I got to break out of this a little bit and get kind of a, have influence in other spaces and B learn mm-hmm. things from those space and come and enrich my faith and my people over here, you know? So I love it. I love that. That's, I think so important for us as believers to be hearing. And so if you're a believer and you're listening, listen to that. Um, (laughs) okay. So another thing I want to talk about really quickly is what happens when, and we touched on this briefly, but let's just kind of drive it home a little bit. What happens when we don't fully embrace and dive into the gifts that we've been given? Why is it so important to live them out? I think I touched on that briefly and you did too, just feeling like we start living aimlessly, but would love, you know, Mm -hmm. your perspective on that a little bit more. Yeah. I think that we will not be satisfied. And, um, satisfied is not like this kind of 
like worldly word, like we're like, oh, I just want everything to happen for me. I want to be rich and, and mm-hmm. skinny and, and married and, and have kids and educate all those things. Like that feels like satisfaction. But actually satisfaction actually actually comes from like this deeper sense inside of our soul that we're yeah. to be satisfied. And I just don't think if we're constantly trying to do things that we weren't created to do, that we can feel that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Some of the most satisfied I've heard people talk about when I've heard their story is when they were doing exactly what God asked them to do, even if it looked foolish to the world sometimes, mm-hmm. even if their family's like, I don't know where this is coming from. And mm-hmm. they're like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I mm-hmm. feel so satisfied in that. And I think that's a scary thing because we want the satisfaction, but sometimes we don't want the, um, the step that it takes to maybe be our own true self, mm-hmm. because maybe honestly, we don't really know our own true self or mm-hmm. we're not believing that our own true self matters. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of steps before then, like we talked about earlier of, Hey, I actually just want to do the things that I'm supposed to do. And mm-hmm. so living out those gifts and talents and the listen, this is a whole nother thing that we could do a whole nother show on is the, the world. And I don't mean that in like a, a, a church, non-church way. I just mean like people, mm-hmm. we have elevated certain talents, gifts, mm-hmm. influence voices. And so that comes with a lot of, dismantling on our own hearts to be like, okay, I actually matter. Even if I don't have as many Instagram followers as followers Mm -hmm. as her, Mm -hmm. like I actually matter if I am in a season of my life where I can only work Mm part-time. I actually matter if I'm still in college and I haven't found a husband yet. Mm -hmm. Like, cause we have this idea of what matters and what is the best voice when in reality, the best voice actually is the one that we bring to the table. Mm. That's good. The best voice is the one that we bring to the table. Amen. So good. Okay. Last thing. Let's dive into this and then we'll wrap up here. What are a few key takeaways to help us embrace our gifts and walk in that identity? What are, you know, maybe a better way to say that is, can you give us a couple practical steps to get started? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we, we touched on it just a little bit earlier is, um, one thing that I really, um, have found that comes easy for me. And I guess it's just by the grace of God is I want to be a cheerleader for other women. And, um, I have found that when I am cheering for those around me, it's way harder for me to be jealous Mm. of what they have or what they're doing. And so I was thinking when you were doing your track analogy earlier, I was like, this is so good. I even made a note track analogy. Cause I think I could do something with it. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Um, but it made me think of, I've met some Olympic athletes who, when you, before you go to the Olympics, let's say you're going to run on a relay. Most of the time when you're competing in like, let's say you're competing in just the 100, you're competing against your teammates. You're mm-hmm. competing against other people from the USA. Yeah. And so there's this competition, but there's also this, they are so for their teammates. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And so they're so excited for their teammate to win because they're on the same team. Right. And so I look around at women and I'm like, y'all listen, at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. And I want us to be cheerleaders for each other mm-hmm. and not wanting to be each other. And yeah. so I think that's one thing that helps us do that. A second thing is I want women to know that um, you don't have to be invited to a larger table before you can share what you have. Like, Ooh, that's good. You don't have to be invited to a larger table before you can share what you have. What does that mean yes. to me? <laughs> I mean that we all have a seat at the table. Mm. There's not this like fantasy table that you think if, it, and the reason I use table is because we've all been in middle school where we're like, if I could just sit with those kids at that mm-hmm. table, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I vividly have that memory. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is that we all have something to bring and we don't have to wait to get to this quote unquote 
good table mm. or quote unquote best table or quote unquote, you know, most successful table mm -hmm. that you already have a table to share what you have. There's no need for you to wait for an invitation to something that you think is bigger and better. Mm. That's perfect. That's amazing. Everybody write that down. Rewind. Listen again and write it down. Um, no, so good. So good. And so true. And I think we need to remember that. I mean, honestly, it's so yeah. easy. I remember, Jamie, you want to hear a really funny story? I keep like embarrassing yes. myself in this interview. That's fine. Um, I remember it was probably, I want to say five years ago, maybe four years ago, probably about four years ago before my, before I had a book, any of that. And I went to if gathering and I believe you were speaking there and Annie was speaking there and all these women that I'm like now friends with, which I feel so honored to get to know. Right. But at the time I was like, Gosh, like I remember I felt like I was like one step behind because my book, I was in the, pro I had just signed a book contract. No one knew mm. about it. I was still trying to figure out what I was doing online and building my brand and like, do what do I want to do? But I really looked up to so many of you guys. And I remember thinking like, I'll never get to be friends with them. Like I'll never have mm. a place at that table. And here we are, LOL. But, um, you know, right. it's just one of those things where sometimes I think we count ourselves out because we feel a step behind. And it's like, I had to kind of do a gut check and remember like, but I have a lot of peers and colleagues that I'm with now and I'm going to mm. own these friendships and be really, you know, and, and I have I, in that season developed so many relationships with people who I w at first wasn't even looking up to per se, but that doesn't matter, you know? And I think I, I share that like very transparently because I, I, I can imagine there are women who are in that seat now who may be looking mm. at women who are on podcasts or who are interviewing each other or who are sharing each other's books or doing these things that they're like, gosh, in like two years, I'll be there, you know? And it's like, yep. I want to just go, if I could go back and say something to my younger self, I would say like, but really be where you are now. Because had mm. I not, like I, I had to kind of, I had a mentor kind of speak that into me, but I would have missed out on so many friendships and relationships there and, and opportunities there because I was so focused on like, but I eventually want to be over there, you know? And it's like, yep. so anyways, I just share that. I think it's so easy to look ahead and think that's a better table. And I now look at it like, Nope. It's honestly kind of all the same, you know, yeah. um, but we have these perceptions based off of where we're at. And I think that's really so important true. to remember. So anyways, so good. Jamie, where can everybody get the book if they want to read more about this, if they're ready to really, uh, you know, own their giftings and step into satisfaction and true success? Well, one of the ways is you can text the words UBU, the title of the book, no spaces, all one word to three, three, seven, seven, seven. And we're going to just hook you up on your phone and tell you exactly where you can get it. But you can get the book anywhere you buy books or check out my webpage, jamieivy.com. Awesome. Jamie, thank you so much for your time, for being on. You have blessed our ears and our hearts and helped us so much. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. 
Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.